Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Jets and Giants postgame show. If you were out at MetLife Stadium today in the rain and watched that disaster of a football game, I feel sorry for you, and I'm sorry. If you paid money to watch that football game, I am even more sorry. If you watch the football game on television, I'm sorry you wasted your day, even it being a rainy day. There was nothing redeemable about the football game. It was one of the worst football games ever played in the NFL. And I'm going to say this right off the bat, and and then I'm going to go to the game. If you're somebody who complains that the NFL protects the quarterbacks too much, that it's two-hand touch, that they should just play flag football, that they're not allowed to hit the quarterbacks, this game right here that we watched today at MetLife Stadium between the Jets and the Giants is why they do that. Because when you get quarterback, when you get a game with no quarterbacks, it looks like that. And that was unwatchable. That was a terrible game. It was so bad that when they came out of the first half and they came back onto the air and they sent it down to the sideline reporter and they said, hey, tell us what the coaches said to you at halftime. The female reporter, I forget her name, who it was exactly for CBS, she said, Robert, I spoke to Robert Sala coming out of the coming out of the tunnel, and he said, "We got to we got to make sure to get the ball. We got to get we got to snap the ball. We got to get it from the center to the quarterback." That's what he told his team. It started off bad for the Jets. They fumbled the ball in the first drive, second or third play. Giants recovered, tailor made, perfect field position inside the twenty yard line. Three plays, nothing, kicked the field goal, up three, nothing. The Jets later scored a touchdown in the first in the in the second quarter to make it seven three, and that was basically all you had through the rest of the first half. Seven to three was the score at halftime, and it looked like an insurmountable four point lead for the Jets. Because with about two minutes left, Tyrod Taylor going to the sideline, went down, broke his ribs, and onto the field came a man named Timmy Tommy DeVito. I don't know who Tommy DeVito was before today. I expect, I, su- I suspect none of you knew who Tommy DeVito was before today. Unless you, maybe you went to Bergen Catholic or you're a Syracuse grad because he played there. I mean, you can't, you got to feel bad for the kid a little bit. But he, he did not belong out there. They would have been better off putting Saquon back there and running a Wildcat the rest of the game. Here's the numbers for the Giants through the air. Tyrod Taylor was four for seven for eight yards. Tommy DeVito was two for seven for negative one yards. He didn't compete. He didn't complete a pass until overtime. He didn't complete a pass the entire second half. The Giants went a whole half without completing a pass. And for once, now the offensive line wasn't good, but for once, we're not going to sit here and just kill the offensive line. And it's probably because Neil was out. But everything else, everything about this game was terrible. It was completely unwatchable. The Giants, the Giants secondary was getting just dominated. And what are Dory Jackson's doing in overtime on that play, on that third down? I have no idea. The receiver beat him. I get it. He's trying to catch up to him. But you got to at least look back and, and find the ball. Turn your head. If he turns his head, he has an interception. Instead, he puts his arms up. He runs right through the receiver. It's pass interference. And the game was over right there. Because Zerline hit a field goal two plays later, and that was it. 
The Giants don't make field goals anymore. Don't get me wrong. Gano was automatic last year. But now he's missing field goals regularly, and he's missing short ones. But these, these ones today, this, the last one especially, was not his fault. If he would have kicked it where it would have been good, it would have been blocked. There was something wrong with the protection on the Giants' field goal and punt team. The whole special teams are a disaster for the Giants. They were too good. There were two redeeming plays in this game, both made by Zach Wilson, both at the very end of regulation. Somehow, some way, Gano missed the 33-yarder. Jets took over the ball, 24 seconds left, down three points, no timeouts. Zach Wilson competed, completed two passes, the second one being a fantastic play. He rolled to his righty, threw the ball against his body, on the money. The guy got down. The Jets somehow got up to the line, got everybody set in the right places, snapped the ball, spiked it, one second remaining on the clock. So in a game that was lost, that nobody deserved to win, but the Giants had the game won, they found a way to lose. In overtime, the Giants got the ball. Obviously, they did nothing like they did the whole second half. They couldn't move the ball. They punted another bad punt, which they got lucky because that game would have been over right, uh, a couple plays sooner. The punt was about, went about 15 yards in the air in overtime. Took a, just got a lucky bounce all the way down the field to about the 30-yard line. The Jets started from the 30-yard line. They went three and out, but there was a pass interference. Then they went three and out again. And a Dory Jackson face guarding, not even looking back at the ball. Starts to throw his arms up. Runs right through the receiver when he had a short interception. Saquon Barkley had a big game, but he had to have a big game because he was their only player. So they gave him the ball every time because nobody else could do anything. The Giants couldn't move the ball. If it wasn't Saquon Barkley or Jets penalties, they couldn't move the ball forward. And like I said, I don't blame... Tommy DeVito, because it's not his fault. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's on that team to be a scout team quarterback in practice. He is never supposed to see the field. And he got to play a whole half, and, and you kind of felt bad for him. He scored the touchdown. Give him credit. It was a good play fake to Barkley. It was a good play call. Somehow the Giants got the ball down the field in the first drive in the second half. Scored a touchdown, went up 10-7, and that's where we stayed until the very last play of regulation. Wilson got them down there, and they kicked the field goal. Phil Simms leaving the studio at halftime. All-time ice-cold ice takes. Playoff race? No, 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 no. Not playoff race. And Bill Cowher right before him saying that this is an old-fashioned type of game. Defense. No, there was no defense. There was just no offense. Penalties all over the place. Bad penalties. It was a disaster. It was, it, was complete, it was a complete waste of time for anybody that watched that game, anybody that paid money for that game. I never say they should get a refund, but they should get a refund for watching it that day. I have never seen an NFL game that was worse than a preseason game. Today's game was worse than a preseason game. And I'll say it again. That... That game is why they protect the quarterbacks. Because when you get a game with no quarterbacks, that's what it looks like. And it's not a good, it's not, it's not an entertaining thing. Not something you want to watch. It's not something that would be the number one sport in America. It's not something that networks would pay billions of dollars for. So they protect their investment, the NFL, and they protect their quarterbacks. And that's what they do. There was nothing redeeming about this game. 
We we come out of it. The, the Giants still stink. The Jets stink. Neither of these teams are going anywhere. Jets are four and three somehow. The Giants are two and six. It's now, you know, just play out the string. The penalties were uh, uh, ridiculous for the Giants. The secondary is terrible. These two kids, it's you can't have these two kids on an island. You're covering these receivers when they're rookies. It's hard enough to play corner in the NFL, but when you're a rookie, it's even harder. And they put these kids out on the island, and they don't know what they're doing. And in two straight plays in overtime, they cost them the game. And, it, and, and they deserved to, to cost them the game because the Giants didn't deserve to win that game. There was no way, there was no way they were scoring any more points. Once the, once their line hit the field goal at the end of regulation, you knew it was either going to be a tie or the Jets would win because there was no way the Giants were scoring any points. Zero chance. Now they're going to have to get a quarterback in here to play next week because Tyrod Taylor is not going to play next week. He broke his ribs. Daniel Jones might be out for the season. Now they got to go to the scrap heap and pick somebody off the scrap heap. Somebody at least that, that, that knows what they're doing. Somebody's not on the scout team. I'm not blaming Tommy DeVito. It's not his fault. He's not an NFL quarterback. Again, if you were out at the game in that weather, watching that disaster, I'm sorry for you. You deserve a refund. If you wasted your Sunday like I did watching that disaster, I'm sorry for you. There is nothing to say about this. Jets win 13-10 in overtime in one of the worst football games I've ever seen. We'll talk to you Tuesday, everybody. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.